the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And welcome to No Buts About It. It is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. My name is Josh Butts. I am in a dorm in Steubenville, Ohio. Chuss is right next to me. He is in his basement in... Am I, are you not next? Well, you are next to me, like on the screen. Yeah, I'm not next to you in real no, life. No. You, 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 I don't want you to confuse the people because there may or may not be times where we may record in the same okay. room That's for the true. next couple of months. That's true. So. But right now, you're in your basement in Steubenville or in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm in, in my basement, Steubenville. See, now I'm all confused. Um, you are you ever allowed out of your basement? Oh yeah, I mean, okay. you saw me send you a Snapchat. I was in my dining room, so oh, at least allegedly, I'm my dining allegedly, room. allegedly, yeah. I mean, like, I don't record really anywhere else. I mean, I could, but it. I record down here because I have loud dogs upstairs that mm-hmm. won't shut up, and sure. if I record at my dining room, it just will cause problems. And I don't really have a setup in my room. There's another office upstairs that I could use, but once again, dogs. So I, f- I, don't like I formed – so one of my roommates had to move out, and I formed a super desk. So now oh, I have a podcasting yeah, desk, you. and now I have my regular, like, schoolwork desk. So I'm doing pretty great. Um, yeah, I just have one desk. But first of all, before we get into the news and all the other things happening around the NFL, I want to talk about uh, – that was wonderful. <laughs> I want to talk about okay, – the YouTube video that we put up uh, on Sunday night, Monday morning, and I texted you when it was at like 12 views. And I was like, hey, this thing's at 12 views. This is insane. Like, I was amazed. Um, if you haven't seen the video I'm talking about, we interviewed Joe Camo, who that's how you say his name. He told us Joe Camo yeah. of the Cardinal Rule. <coughs> and. He talked about Jonathan Gannon, their coaching hire. We talked about Kyler Murray. We talked about DeAndre Hopkins and basically any potential things that could be happening with the Arizona Cardinals. That video is now at like 700 views. So that's insane. Like I said, I texted Chuss when it was at like 12, 15 views. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe it's this high. Uh, I just wanted to thank everyone who has listened to that video, like, sincerely, like, thank you. Thank you for watching that video. My mom texted me and said she watched it, so uh, shout out to my mom for watching it. But 
Also, like, thank you to the other 699 people who watched it that aren't my mom. But (laughs) it it does mean a lot, and it is a big deal. Um, And we've been responding to some of the comments. I know Chess responded to the one about Kenny Pickett. I I did, yeah. I kind of, in the video, in the little interview thing, I kind of almost made it seem like I was against Kenny Pickett and I wanted to like clarify that I wasn't but I mean the comment that he said was not like oh Kenny Pickett like you're wrong about Kenny Pickett it was just I wanted to elaborate because in the thing I said oh yeah from other draft class the only people that were in like this one was like Kenny Pickett and you know people don't know how well he's gonna do compared to the likes of like Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and different people like that this is gonna be the guy this is gonna be the guy University of Cincinnati legend Desmond Ritter, unless, and we probably won't get too much into this today because there's not a whole bunch of information about it yet. Lamar Jackson might go to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson might go to the Ravens. Or, That's really cool. I'm done. I'm, I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that um, uh... Lamar Jackson might go to here. I'll. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. When you said that, I was, I was, I was like, "What are you talking about?" The, like, the, the... Do you, do you mean Raiders? Oh man, Falcons. that's even more like. So, oh, holy <laughs> Josh! Josh, I was, I was gonna let it slide if it was Raiders, because nope. Raiders and I Raiders. I the Falcons. But... They're God, reporting Josh. Lamar that if <laughs> that's not even close. If the Ravens don't. See, this is how you know the podcast is like real. It's unedited. It's authentic because we're stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. and there's not you. Could, there's no cuts. No, no cuts. No cuts. But uh, Lamar may go to the Falcons if the Ravens are not able to cut a deal with him. That was what was being reported. That was being rumored. We don't have a whole lot of substantial evidence of that yet, but that's just what was being reported. I'm going to have to hit this green button again as well uh, because I posted a thing on our Instagram and I I was excited (laughs) that the Colts offensive coordinator that they're expected to hire is Jim Bob Cooter. Cool name. And uh, I was like, if Jim Bob Cooter is there with Jeff Saturday, I think that'll be great. I had somehow missed that the Colts hired a head coach who was apparently the Eagles offensive coordinator named Shane Steichen. Completely missed that. Um, They hired him on Valentine's Day. But Wow, that is almost a week ago. That is a week ago. Yeah, it was bad. That is a week ago. I I really can't believe that we missed that, to be completely honest. I'm going to have to. just yeah. yep. I'll, I'll i'll own it i did it to myself um yeah i i didn't post the video in no, but I, um I, the video. I, I know i yeah but i um yeah i i mean i feel like we haven't really covered a lot of like coordinators or excuse me like a lot of coaches even i feel like we're still covering a lot of players and different things that are going on with them so um i uh I don't I maybe it just kind of like was cluttered in with all the offense and defensive coordinating 
coaching hires that have happened over the last couple of weeks because there are so many and we didn't cover like really any big talks i want to say like i i personally don't think we really covered i i don't even think we like like i i think we may have like touched on the basis of like brian flores going to minnesota we but yeah we mentioned them we didn't really get into it. jonathan gannon's the one we got into most, most yeah but we at least mentioned them i don't think we mentioned shane steichen which and i I was still on the whole, like, Jeff Saturday believes in Jim Ursay train. I was like, Jeff and Jim Bob are going to be together. That's not going to happen. So I did some I did some research into who Jim Bob Cooter is. Yes, please. Please elaborate on this, man. Jim Bob Cooter does not have a great coaching record with the teams he's been on other than, like, Peyton Manning-led teams. But that's okay. He started with the Colts in 2009 as a staff assistant to the offense. They went 14-2 and two with Peyton Manning. That was a Peyton Manning year. 2010, 10-6, mm. and six, also a Peyton Manning year. 2011, 2-14, two still with the Colts. He was assistant to the offensive coordinator. He was 2-14. That was the Curtis Painter year, I believe. And then uh, he got sent or he went over to uh, Kansas City. 2012, he was the offensive quality control coach. I don't know what that means. Hmm. Uh, I am not familiar either. (laughs) But he went 2-14 with the Chiefs. Uh, 2013, 13-3 with the Denver Broncos. He was the offensive assistant coach. So he's an offensive guy. Been an offensive guy his whole career. 2014, Detroit Lions, 11-5 quarterbacks coach. So I think, yeah, Stafford was still there. Uh, interim offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach with the Detroit Lions in 2015. He went six and three. 2015 Detroit Lions with as the quarterbacks coach. He was one and six. 2016 Detroit Lions. This is all with Stafford. He's been with the Lions. He was with the Lions till 2018 as the offensive coordinator. Uh, he went nine and seven two of those years and six and ten in the final year. New York Jets running backs coach, 7-9, 2020, 2-14, still the running backs coach. Then he must have taken a year off in 2021. 2022, he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, 9-8. As what? Playoff record, 1-1. Passing game coordinator. See, in my opinion, this doesn't really build much of a resume for me. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who this guy is and – I mean, I hope that he's good, but in my opinion, like, I feel like all of these are just random, like very, very random positions. Like, it's just like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you know, like I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a turkey bull quarterback or I'm, I'm a turkey bull running back player. I now um, am a college photographer for the university of scranton i don't know i'm just making stuff up as i go but like but like what like i mean i understand like you know obviously you have to build somewhere but he's what an offensive coordinator he's, is he a head, he's not the head coach no he's no the no shane steichen is the head coach yeah shane steichen is that yeah the head coach which makes sense because he was a former coordinator but i i feel like that's a little questionable because i feel like you could at least hired somebody and maybe even if you didn't want to hire somebody that was working in the nfl was like 
Like, cause I don't really know. Did he have any like big coordinating positions at any point? He, like, it looks like he was the assistant to a coordinator. He was at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Old Jim okay. Bob. You know, old Jim Bob from 2016 to 2018 was the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Okay. What was his record? Uh, nine and seven for 2016 and 17, and then in 2018 they went six and ten. Um, that, I guess that's not. They that made it bad. to the playoffs once in that time, and they lost because it's the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I would be shocked that the Lions even made it. This guy's honest, name. That the Colts era. are the Colts are rebuilding. The Colts. I know. Are in a rebuild. But, but like, coordinator is a question mark in my opinion because I, like I said, I hope that he, you know, surprises. But literally, like, you know, uh, what like some of the other teams have done at least have tried to get coordinators from at least college ball you know like i mean like i get that this guy's like already in the nfl and he already has like you know nfl history and stuff like that but it's not like he has like a huge resume because like before like he was like excuse me he was coordinator for three years and then he was like all these other things that like may make him a good candidate but like in my opinion i don't see it like for example like i don't necessarily condone matt Canada. i don't think he's that good of a coordinator but he at least had a track record in college that kind of like paved his way to get that Steelers position like he he was with Pitt during during the pre-Kenny Pickett era like when Nate Peterman beat Deshaun Watson then he was in Maryland and he was he was actually the off he was actually the head coach for Maryland originally signed a position with them to be the offensive coordinator but got thrown into the head coaching position after a whole situation happened in Maryland So, and he went five and seven with what he had during that whole entire scandal that went on back in 2018 or whatever. I think it was like a, it was like a, I think it was like the coach was going way too hard on the players and like one of them died or something. It was, it was a crazy story, but like, so Matt Canada had to step up as head coach because they let that other guy go. And then like, he had been like coordinator for LSU. Like he had done a lot before becoming an offense coordinator for the Steelers. And, like, he had winning records in college ball. And, I mean, he still has winning records now, even though he's not the best play caller. And, I mean, I, I think Mac, or, um, I think Mike Tomlin has a lot to say in some of those calls, too. Like, I feel like Mike Tomlin rallying the team also kind of helps with, like, the mediocre play calling. But, like, at least he had a track record. And, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other coordinators out there that have, like, good track records or at least decent. And not that I don't think this guy does, you know, obviously two, nine and seven seasons of playoff appearance and, mm-hmm. and then and a losing. Right. I mean, he had two playoff appearances this season with the Jaguars. Okay. Yes. Fair. Um, but what was his position again? Quarterbacks coach, uh, passing, passing games coordinator. That's apparently different <laughs> from quarterbacks coach. Cause he's been a quarterbacks coach and that was listed. Uh, (laughs) like i don't even like how did he help the team like i mean obviously he probably helped them in aspects but like what did he necessarily do for the team that changed everything like obviously like when brian flores went in he wasn't a defensive coordinator for the steelers but he was like some i think he was our linebackers coach but he just like i don't know what it was but i feel like our linebackers and just our defense was just a lot more solid for for this past year at points but well, I'm gonna assume. Not the most, but yeah. I'm gonna assume he had to work with Trevor Lawrence and figure out like 
how we can build the passing game around Trevor Lawrence, which I think is really good because this guy's been in the league for a while. Jim Bob Cooter's been uh, coaching in the league for a while. He's been all over the offense. He has experience as an offensive coordinator. You've got the Indianapolis Colts, which are rebuilding. Shane Steichen was the Eagles offensive coordinator, which the Eagles were a dominant offense this year. They went to the Super Bowl. Um, ton of talent on that team as well, but definitely a dominant offense, very smart offense. Then you got Jim Bob as, as the offensive coordinator. Shane's going to have something to say, I'm sure. They're going to work together. But also, both of these guys have just recently come off working with young quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. And young. I was going to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, is and young. I was getting. I was going to also mention that too. Like, if he's worked with young quarterbacks, do you think that they're bringing him in with his experience for young quarterbacks? in the preparation for the Colts to get a new young quarterback that isn't like Sam yes, Ellinger. I do. You know? I, I don't. So it's being reported. So it was reported a while ago and I forget who reported that. I'd love to give them credit, but um, that the reason Frank Reich was fired by Jim Ursay was because he put in Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan. And Jim Ursay hmm. didn't like that. Moved on from Frank Reich. And then obviously you had the whole Jeff Saturday experiment where they were just kind of plugging and chugging whichever quarterback worked that week. You had Nick Foles some weeks, Matt Ryan other weeks, Sam Ellinger. And we've talked about that before, like how that gets confusing for the offense. But I think Colts have the fourth overall pick. They're going to probably. Yeah, they're high up there. They're within the top five. So. If, if they don't trade up. I don't think they'd trade up, but maybe they will to if they really want Bryce Young. I think they get C.J. Stroud, though. Some people are mocking them as Will Levis. I, I haven't done my full in-depth and analysis of the quarterbacks yet. I usually wait till the combine to do that. That's February 28th, so about a, oh, exactly a week from now. Um, but I don't think Will Levis is going to go over C.J. Stroud, in my opinion. So, mm. I think the, no, I, think, I yeah, I was gonna say because Will Levis is. I just looked him up because I was pretty sure he played for Kentucky, and uh, he did. And then obviously Stroud is from um, Ohio oh, State. I'm not looking so, so much at the school. I'm looking at well, we have talked about we have also talked about schools in the past. Schools, so I mean, it also schools are important because but he, Herbert came from Oregon. Yeah, but or but like, but if you look at how well they did as a team and like what they had and stuff like that, it, it, it you got to look at their record. And I'm pretty sure can I don't know how well Kentucky did this past season. I mean, they weren't in the ACC talks that much. I don't even know if they're in. The, I don't hold on. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. I just I don't even think they're in, they're not. In the I ACC, just don't so. think it's fair. I, I don't like when people are like, oh, he's not that good. He's from this school. Obviously, that's a part of the equation. But if a guy is playing phenomenally and has good skills, just because they went to a lower tier school doesn't necessarily mean they're great i mean kentucky isn't well they're in the sec i think i was getting them confused with louisville i apologize for that lamar went to louisville, louisville. Isn't he? yes and he did okay with louisville it's just it's a sense of the matter is like they went seven and six this year three and five in their conference with will levis at starter and granted yes they had a very stacked sec like obviously like you have like in the sec you have georgia as your as your big one and then you have georgia and tennessee and then in the other in the sec west you have alabama and lsu 
So not including Ole, Ole Miss and all those other teams that are kind of like in between. And granted, like they wouldn't play Alabama and those guys unless it's like, you know, inter non interdivisional and it's just different. I don't remember. I, I didn't look at their entirety, but maybe he played better in some of those games than we think. Um, I would obviously pick Stroud over Levis. Yeah. Not that I think Levis is bad, but I definitely don't think Levis is on the same level right now as Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are ranked to be. So, and I don't know why I thought Kentucky was in the freaking ACC, and that bothers me because either. literally I follow, I follow so much freaking ACC coverage that the fact that I even mentioned that is just an L on my part. So, yeah, yeah, please do that. I, 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 I deserve that because literally I know that – I literally know that – I literally have a University of Kentucky Wildcats basketball jersey that has SEC on the right here. Like, I literally could have known this, I'm, like, just such an idiot. This butt so. is getting its use today. Um, yeah, clearly. So – but yes, okay. allowed to. Yeah, I think that I think that the Colts are preparing to bring in a young quarterback. They've got their young coaches. They're just planning on restarting. Matt Ryan might retire and just he's said he might go into the booth. I don't know. Greg Olson's getting mad because Tom Brady's taking part of his paycheck in the Fox booth. So because well, they like cut his pay like seventy percent in preparation for Tom Brady. Yeah, it's. And so, yes, can, Greg, we, like, we I love, like, Tom Brady love, but, like, you know, I don't, like, from a business standpoint, I don't think that's fair to Greg Olson, who no. has been there over the last year or two. And we, so. can, we can talk about that another time, but it's, yeah, that's a whole mm-hmm. mess. So, Matt Ryan, my, everyone's going to get moved around. We're going to do a quarterback carousel episode eventually when we have more information about these guys. Um, right now, it is offensive coordinator shuffle. Guy who's been in the news a lot the last few years is Eric Bieniemy. Uh, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He has been in head coaching talks for a while. Um, He's kind of been one of the sounding points for potential racism in the NFL hiring processes, which I'm sure there's some of that. I don't know if that's the whole issue here, but – it, it's been kind of a speculation of, well, how has this guy been offensive coordinator of one of the most dominant offenses in the NFL for the last five years or so or longer and uh, not gotten a head coach position? And what a lot of the criticisms have been were, hey, uh, this dude is working behind Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, both of whom are probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame eventually. So Absolutely. this year, Eric Bieniemy, he said, you know what? I'm tired of that criticism. And yeah. LaShawn McCoy said that LaShawn McCoy was one of the sounding guards. He said when he was in Kansas City, Eric didn't do anything. It was all Andy Reid and Patrick. So Eric Bieniemy's going over to – Possibly one of the worst teams in the NFL to kind of prove his point. He's going to the Washington Commanders, who are starting, are planning on starting Sam Howell week one. This will be, again, part of the carousel talks. Uh, I just, I just totally <laughs> forgot about Sam Howell. I'm not going to lie. Like, literally, like, I, I, like, I've always, when I think of the Commanders, I think of Taylor Heineke. Well, I don't, I never really thought out of Sam Howe. I mean, like, granted, I know Sam Howe started not too long, like, towards the end of the season, but, like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, I totally forgot that they just 
did not invest in Heineke. But so, well, yeah, the I don't know. Let me make sure before I say this. I'm pretty sure Heineke's a free agent. Mm. And I'm not so sure that You know what? I think I think we did talk about that on one of the previous shows, like right before the season ended, I think in December or January. I think we mentioned Taylor Heineke not Yeah, Taylor Heineke. Un- he is an unsigned free agent. Um and who knows if Washington brings him back. I don't think they will, actually. I think they should, unless they are really just going to bite and eat. I mean, I like Taylor Heineke is basically what I'm trying to say, and I don't think they can bring them back, even though I think they should and want to. I think they've got to eat Carson Wentz's contract, though, because they screwed up, and they know they screwed up. Yeah. Because Carson Wentz had a decent-sized contract, I believe, that the commanders took on um, Sam Howell mm-hmm. is a, still on his rookie contract, but Carson Wentz just isn't giving them the quarterback play. Uh, Taylor Heineke was, but now he's a free agent and he, he can probably go to any team really as that's quarterback. Desperate. I mean, yeah, definitely as a backup, goes, but there are probably teams he could start on. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's probably teams that he could like back up even like somebody that like he could go to, I don't know who Denver's backup is, but he could go to like Denver and back up like Russell Wilson. And if Russ isn't cooking, they could just throw Taylor Heineke in. Like mm-hmm. it could, it could literally be a situation like that for Heineke. So, and that that's the same thing with them. Um, I, I always said that about Minshew. Minshew's a free agent this year, so I don't expect him to go back to the Eagles. I'm expecting him to try to find a different position of work somewhere else. No, he's not going to the Bengals. I, I don't know if you're going like this for some reason. I bring, don't. I really don't bring think so. the Minshew man. No, I don't think he is either. I don't. No, nah, I, I like about, but yeah, I, I really, I, Minshew yeah, I would love backup. to see him on an AFC North game every freaking week, but no chance that I ever see him start. Could so. you imagine the swagger of the locker room though, with Joe Burrow and Minshew in the same room? Oh, man, I don't even want to think of that because. It would really make me upset in a way because, like, I'd be happy because of how much swag is in that locker room, but also I'd be so disappointed because of the jerseys that they're wearing. <laughs> I'm just gonna be completely honest. What do you? What do you? Kind of coming back though. What do we think, or what do you think of Eric Bieniemy doing this? Why do you think he's going to be able to prove he should be a head coach? Yeah, you know the problem is is like if if Lashawn McCoy was right and. Andy Reid took over most of the play calling and stuff. We really have never seen it. Um, what is his last name's Enemy? Is that B- how you B-enemy, say it? Enemy with a B. The enemy. Yeah. Okay. B enemy. It's not an enemy. Yeah. It's not finding Nemo. It's that B enemy. Okay. Um, <laughs> B enemy. Like I, I just, I, I read some of these names and I'm just like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, I know, like I'm, I know who they are, but I'm just like, I just don't even I want to try live, to say their name. I live in a B enemy. Like it took me like multiple years to figure out how to say Nadama Kong Sue. So, I mean, or Michael Humanawanu. That was, that was tough. But, um, like for him, I feel like we don't know much about like how well he is at play calling. If Andy Reid was calling most of the plays, I mean, obviously, there's probably some of, you know, like a mixture of 50, like at some points, maybe 80, 20 of like other play callings that aren't Andy Reid, but like, I think it's a good point to make, but I don't think you would want to do that with a team like the 
Washington Commanders as a head coach. Like maybe he could do really well. Maybe he will surprise. But the problem is, is it's not like it was his offense entirely. A lot of those plays that Kansas City was like orchestrating during the different playoff games and different season games with like that snowball or whatever they call it, snow globe, I think was the play that they called it where they spun around in a circle and it was like mm-hmm. that weird wildcat type formation thing that they did. Like that was all Andy Reid. Like that wasn't, that was no, you know, it, like that was no Andy Reid or, or that was no, um, but whatever. <laughs> the enemy. I'm just gonna I, call him Coach B. And just to because I'm cl- I'm gonna just, keep I'm gonna keep I'm just gonna keep saying enemy or something. So just I'm just gonna to, call him Coach B. Just to clarify, he's not the head coach in Washington. So what is he? A coordinator then? He's a, an offensive coordinator still. This is a completely lateral move. This, to me, this is just him proving he can he can coach. Is essentially what. Oh uh, well, maybe. I mean. The, the problem is, uh, for some reason, I thought it was head coach. I thought I thought the way that you explained it was no, head Ron coach. Rivera. So they're sticking with Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron coach. is still the head coach. I think Sam Howell is going to need to come out and have a heck of a season to get Eric Bieniemy's like, if like he's going to need to have a Brock Purdy type season, maybe better. And the problem, and the problem is, is like. He's going into a situation where Sam Howell has started maybe one or two games in his career so far. So this kid is pretty much like first year going in a, this this coming season. If it, if it ends up being Sam Howell, that's what which it, it probably will be. So it, it's going to be a little bit of a tough road. I, I I did hear about this story. I didn't do too much uh, detail into it. I, I believe I heard it through word of mouth. I didn't really read on it too much, so I didn't really know too much about what was going on. Um, but it's interesting that he changed offensive. Like he went to a different place to prove that he can coach. I think it's a little odd because I don't know who he's necessarily proving other than like just random, like normal everyday people. It's not like he's like proving anything in the NFL. Like I think he homie, is, like, yes, I think, he but is. he's a coordinator for like the Super Bowl team. So even if he's just like a cheerleader, like who cares? You have rings to back yourself up on. Like, I mean, that's success in my book. But I don't, I wouldn't really. He's gone to so many head coaching interviews and not gotten a job. And there's so much speculation as to why that is. Some people are saying it's racism. Other people are saying like he's not act- he doesn't actually have a plan. Maybe like is he showing up to these interviews and he's just like I'll figure it out. Like this is him yeah, like proving he, he can build an offense. And it's not just Andy well, Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Well, then maybe maybe it'll work for him. I mean, the problem is, though, is like we can't ex- – in my opinion, I don't think we can expect expect success from him over next season. I think he might do well, but I think if Sam Howell is anything like how they were comparing Sam Howell to Kenny Pickett in the draft last year, Sam Howell is probably – based on like – you know, who the uh, the commanders are in a division with, which right now, I mean, we don't really know where Daniel Jones is going, if he's sticking around in New York land or whatever, mm-hmm. but you still have the Eagles and the Cowboys, and the Eagles are still going to be a dominant team next year. They're not losing a lot of players, and the Cowboys are still going to be a relatively dominant team next year. They're not going to lose a lot of players. So you do have four games that you're going to have to be concerned with. Plus, whoever – I didn't look at the commander's schedule, so I have no idea who they're playing this year. But obviously, they were at the bottom, so they're going to be playing a lot of the, the bottom NFC teams. So, I mean, those are win- winnable, and then, like, maybe they could pick up some NFC wins – or um, AFC wins, I should say. 
um, against whoever they're playing or whoever their four teams are playing this year. I, I'm not sure. It's definitely, I know it's not the AFC North. I know they're not playing the Bengals and Steelers this year, um, but I'm not entirely sure. I was trying to think of where they would be playing, but um, I mean, you could possibly pick up some wins, but the problem is, is like, even with Kenny Pickett as like the starter this year for the Steelers, like he did, he had some, he had some rough games. Like, I mean, there were, there were some tough games. Like, I mean, it's not like one of those things where it's like, you know, like Kenny Pickett just went in and balled. Like, I mean, and then like Joe Burrow was hurt his first year. So we really don't know how Joe Burrow would have done his first year, which is unfortunate, but you guys have had decent success since hopefully even more for you guys. Maybe we'll see. Um, but like, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be a supportive man. Okay. I'm just trying to be a hype man. I don't always like to crap on your team. So, um, but I, um, I mean, I think like if Sam Howe is anything as they compared Kenny Pickett to, because they said Sam Howe was supposed to go above Kenny Pickett at one point. They're like, oh yeah, these are where the quarterbacks are going to get drafted. Sam Howe and Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis are all better than Pickett. Like they were all saying this stuff. And um, like this is in the draft went Kenny Pickett first. And I mean, granted, I mean, there was a lot to it, obviously. But if Sam Howe is anything like Pickett, he may not do well his first year, depending on his season. Because remember, the Steelers had to play some tough games. They had Buffalo, they had Miami, they had Philly, they had, um, you know, they had some relatively tough games, and they had a pretty easy NF uh, NFC South division. I think they won all of their NFC South games. So, like, I think they beat the beat the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers. But you know, I mean, he's gonna have his hiccups. But I hope that like the hiccups that they have in building this offense won't like deter them from keeping him uh coach b so um i'm just gonna call him coach b because i'm gonna botch his name over and over again until i memorize it but i think if they like if i don't want them to give up on him that quickly because i feel like it wouldn't be fair and maybe if they only kept him for a year maybe that argument about racism could enter the conversation because if you only keep him for a year on a team that's like almost a rebuild state makes you really wonder yeah so like I mean, the Commanders, they weren't horrible no, they, last year, but they were definitely not good. I mean, they – they what did they finish at? What, what was their record? Do you know off the no. – I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but – The thing is, I, so, it, Commanders fans were always in my DMs. Uh, they were 8-8-1. Eight, eight, they, they were, yeah, they so were, they were 500. So. They're like – Commanders fans are always like, oh, we're going to the playoffs. This is definitely going to happen. Da, 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 da. And uh, Eagles fans were the same way. And granted, I was wrong about the Eagles, but I was right about the Commanders not making the playoffs. I was right about the Car- Carson Wentz experiment in Washington not working. And not to sound like a Skip Bayless, but I was right about that being a terrible decision because now the Carson Wentz experiment is causing problems because they're not even starting Carson Wentz. They're going to leave him as a backup, but he's going to be one of the most expensive backups in the NFL. If not the most expensive, it's not worth it. I doubt he's going to take a pay cut. No, absolutely not. He's not going to be, he'll probably, he'll probably pull like a, Oh, I can get money anywhere else. I want to be traded at that point. But like, then, then again, what team's going to want him more or less. It's, it's not like any team's going to be like, Oh yeah, we'll take up Carson Wentz's huge deal that he got from wherever Indianapolis or whatever he was at before. So his best hope is that someone gets hurt in the middle of the season and you have like a Cam Newton situation where, 
I mean, okay, the Cam Newton situation isn't a good analogy mm-hmm. because Bill. Bil- I just finished this yeah. book. This book, twelve. It's about the Deflate Gate thing, and it ends like right before Brady goes to the Buccaneers. And uh, one of the final chapters, they talk about how Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick really thought that Brady was going to come back to the Patriots. They thought that he was going to take the pay the pay cut and come back, and they were shocked and surprised when he didn't. And they ended up with Jarrett Stidham and Cam Newton. So I think you almost need a situation like that where you're like, shoot, um, we don't have a quarterback. We need one, and you're, they're desperate, and they take Carson Wentz. But I don't think Carson Wentz is gonna. No one's gonna voluntarily take what? What do you? What do you? I, I was gonna. I was gonna say. You know what this reminds me of? What if been? What happens if this happens in Baltimore? That's a. That is a potential. I mean, the drama because, surrounding that is similar. Of like because, like, if Lamar Jackson actually does lead, because it was just something that popped in my head. Because if they were. Because Baltimore fans and obviously the organization, no matter how much heat and stuff is happening, they're probably going to expect like, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's our like guy, like he's coming back. And granted, like different ages and no Super Bowls and not a lot of <laughs> like playoff appearances. But like, I-, I feel like there's not as much history, but like with the drama surrounding it, like Lamar Jackson, if they expect him to come back, then all of a sudden he signs with like the Falcons, as you mentioned earlier. Like, what if, like, that scenario that we talked about with, like, the Cam Newton situation would technically happen with um, Carson Wentz? But instead, like, I mean, New England just kind of ran with Cam Newton, though. I mean, like, I don't know if Baltimore is going to run with Huntley. So I I think they would probably want somebody at least kind of decent. So that might actually be interesting even for, like, a Taylor Heineke situation even or – Carson Wentz or I mean like some of these other solid backups in the league that aren't getting their chance I mean di- didn't they um did did uh you you wanted to talk about Mac Jones as well like you you said you wanted yeah. to, he was on the trading block yeah so speaking of the Patriots I think it was Albert Breer let me double check that but yeah you brought up Lamar Jackson he wants 230 million guaranteed which and, is insane yeah. to me when you only have one playoff win and it, they could try to franchise tag him but I don't think he'll play on the franchise tag um, Honestly, I hope he doesn't because then he'll realize that taking a year off is actually the dumbest thing anybody, well, any player could, has ever done. They could also trade him at that point. But, yeah, um, yeah. Albert Breer says Patriots might be willing to listen to trade offers for Mac Jones. They also may not see a huge gap between Jones and Bailey Zappi, who I love Bailey Zappi because of his name. I can bring Make, back – I don't have it right now, but I can bring back the lightning sound effect. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, where, where's the lightning sound effect? I don't have it. I don't have it. Um, I have the uh, – That's – I have this. That's the new Bailey Zappi sound effect for now. Okay. Just remember that. Make sure to highlight that because if you don't, you're going to forget. You're right. I, I, th- I knew it was one of the purple ones. Um, No, like what do you think? Do you think – I've – Never been that impressed by Mac Jones. Like, okay, he's a good quarterback, phenomenal quarterback. And as I always say, like, these guys would throw for 800 yards in your backyard football game. Like, they're obviously talented. They're in the NFL. But at an NFL criticism level, like, I I don't think Mac Jones is that fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I never really saw a whole lot from Mac Jones. I feel like he, he's been decent. I don't think he's ever been, like, to that next level. 
I mean, cause you're seeing quarterbacks, like a big, big example being Trevor Lawrence. Like he really, like he went from being like that mid quarterback to like that over the top, good quarterback, like homie threw freaking four interceptions and then threw four touchdowns and won a game. Like that is just insane to me. I mean, like granted, like not good numbers, but he homie really rallied his team, you know, to, to win that game. And, but like, I, I think like Mac Jones, like, I feel like the new England Patriots are like not a bad team. I feel like they have a lot of potential because like, I mean, their defense isn't that bad. I mean, I feel like they have a lot of, I mean, it's getting older. I shouldn't say that it's not that bad. I mean, some of, some of their players are a little older, but um, I don't think they're that bad of a team. I just think that they need a little bit more of an above average quarterback or have a year in which Mac Jones proves that he is like starter material because like right now, I mean, like, I think he's okay, but I mean, I feel like I've seen, you know, better backups at that point playing at his level. And like, I don't want anybody to get offended by me saying that, but I mean, like it's just based off of his numbers. Like, I mean, you know, you could like compare him like a Gardner Minshew, even at that point. I mean, like there's, there's been games that backup quarterbacks have more yards than Mac Jones does. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's no Zach Wilson, grand Zach Wilson's, a, but I mean, still, yeah. but, but wasn't Mac Jones starting that game whenever they had that whole bumming jets game. There wasn't there a bummy jets game at one point that, um, that they played and it was like Patriots and jets and they both threw for like terrible yardage. I, I don't remember. It might've been earlier in the season. It's been, it's been a hot minute since I've really done any research. I don't know, but Mac Jones was starting that game where they, oh, the three and ten, yeah, the the game that ended in a punt return. Um, yeah, that game, that yeah. game, I, that, that was an awful game. They both played terrible. Yeah, Zach Wilson went nine and twenty-two for seventy-seven yards. Let me see if I can pull up uh, Mac Jones's. Yeah, Mac Jones went twenty-three, twenty-seven for two hundred forty-six yards. Okay, so he did do a lot better than Zach Wilson. Yes. Now, I thought that Mac Jones for some reason did a lot worse than he did in that game okay so i i stand corrected with that but um but with but i i don't know i feel like mac jones he hasn't like i said he hasn't impressed me enough i mean obviously the patriots didn't make the playoffs this year um and uh they haven't made the they made the playoffs what last year maybe yeah the wild card against the bills yeah and then and then the year before that i know they didn't make it because they had that cam they had the cam newton era um but it's just it's just weird to me. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a tough call, but I mean, like if they don't think he's that far off of Bailey Zappi, at least they have like some sort of like compare, at least they're open about it. Whereas like when we were talking about the jets, the jets are like Zach Wilson is not on the same level as our homies, you know, Mike white and, but also we're going to keep but also we're going to keep Zach Wilson because uh, yeah he he has potential and we're also not going to resign Mike White and also um we're confused now <laughs> and and I mean another quarterback that is potentially going to be on the block at some point would be also Mitchell Trubisky so you want to keep that in mind because I don't think the Steelers are going to hold Mitchell Trubisky around for a while trying to manifest that No I I do I I I read something that uh uh, potentially that they they might consider offers for Mitchell Trubisky because his his contract's low for for somebody that could have starting quarterback potential, so they might listen to offers and then get a more veteran quarterback that might be a good backup for Kenny because we're losing Rudolph, like Rudolph isn't going to be around next year because Rudolph wants to go somewhere else. Interesting, so. interesting. 
Like so, a lot of quarterback, a lot, a lot of quarterback, quarterback carousel. Movement. We got yeah, quarterback carousel. Yes, we've got Jimmy G. We don't know where he's going. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, that whole situation. We've got the. So when does free agency start again? Uh, let me let, make sure I get the date right. It's it's coming up here soon. I was gonna say because some of these teams better make some freaking moves. Oh, some of them will make moves, but March fifteenth at four p.m. Eastern time. Oh wow! So yeah, that's not too far away. It's about like we're like three weeks out ish. It's, it's interesting though because. Some of these teams really do need a quarterback. Some of these teams are only a quarterback away from making the playoffs, like the Jets. Yeah, literally. I mean, the Jets have such a pretty solid team. They just cannot continue with this. This week, we're going to put Joe Flacco in. Well, why? Oh, and then next week, we're going to put in Mike White for for this week and next week. And then we're going to put Zach Wilson back in because we believe he is good. It's like, what do you mean? Just, because we just wasted let somebody a second cook. overall pick on him. That's why. Just let somebody cook. That's what I'm saying. Just let somebody cook. Like the, at least, like at least, if you're gonna pull a player, at least have them start until they get hurt, and then put that player back in. Just like, I mean, at least let somebody cook. Just let somebody cook. Let like hold, like let them cook. Like that's what I'm saying. Just let somebody like if you're gonna like. That's why I think like I give a lot of props to Taylor Heineke because remember they were gonna say they wanted Sam Howe and Taylor Heineke to play the entire like do a split for that last game of the season. And Heineke was like, "No, if if you're gonna if you're gonna if you want to start him, start him. Like, just let him like play." And I was like, "Yes, Taylor Heineke, you know, very selfless guy. And not only that, but homie is letting Sam Howell cook." Yeah, that's right. Just let somebody cook. That let somebody. Cook. I love that. That is just let somebody cook. That's what I'm saying, man. Just just <laughs> let just let it happen and let it happen. But. But no, no, nobody listens. No, nobody's gonna listen to Chuss. No nobody's gonna listen. gonna listen to Chuss. Everyone's gonna. I guarantee next year we're gonna see some dumb quarterback cycle trio that is gonna be in one of these team, thirty-two teams. They're gonna be like, we're gonna start this player, and then in two weeks they're gonna be like, actually, we're starting this quarterback, and then two weeks after that, oh, this quarterback starts. We're gonna put this quarterback in. It's like, all right, whatever, and it's just gonna turn into this giant mess again. And I know that we're gonna cover it again, and it's just gonna be this whole thing. So it's part of the NFL. Yeah, but the NFL just needs to stay consistent like my Madden. Like your Madden? Yeah, my Madden. At least they're consistent. I mean, actually, it's not t- entirely consistent. Consistent. My Madden 23 right now has the Eagles at 0-4 and, and the Bengals at 1-3. and 3, So I don't really understand what's happening there, which is weird because the Steelers are ranked higher than the Bengals right now. No, false. Just, just Very early in the season now. This is week five that we're simulating on. So. Just let somebody cook. That's going to go on a T-shirt. Yeah, let some just let somebody cook, and that's gonna that's gonna be all over the world then on a shirt. Um, yes, I as think we that, as we can we continue to make some merch. Yeah, we we did not get to anything. Not we did not get to everything we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, we wanted this to be a 30-minute show, but instead we went 45 minutes. And we still didn't minutes. talk about everything we wanted to. That's crazy. But it's this, like we're just, this button got a lot of views. Yeah, it did. Yeah, lots of use out of that button. We got the new Bailey Zappy button. Um, just, just we'll talk about the rest cook. of the stuff on new, the next show. We've got a new yeah, phrase. Just, it's, it's a good, it's a good, good day. Um, yeah. 
But I, I think that's all for today. What do you do? You have anything else you need to say? No, I I was gonna say I don't think I have anything else. Okay. I think we're I'm content with what we're at. So, like I, I don't. I mean, I feel like the rest of the stuff we should cover on a later show. Maybe not tomorrow, but Thursday probably. So okay. Um. I oh. <laughs> okay. Start your start your I know, spiel. Come I know. on. I I got I got it. You gotta ease me into it. So the YouTube is no butt show. The video, as I mentioned, is at 700 views. 700 something views, according to my little app here. I'm thankful for every one of those views. I don't want to come off as greedy here. It'd be really cool if it hit 1,000. So um, if you haven't watched that video yet, please go check it out. It's on uh, YouTube at No Butch Show. Joe Camo, The Cardinal Rule. It's a super fun interview. We had a great time interviewing him Sunday night. That's like, subscribe, comment, do all the things. We've been responding to some of the comments. Um, The Twitter is my Twitter. It's Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. And the Instagram is no butts underscore show. That's no B-U-T-T-S underscore show. (laughs) They can still see you. Yeah, okay. Um, the email is boldmoosepodcast, the number two at gmail.com. So if you want to email us, make sure to do that. As I mentioned, we are working on getting some merch out, some, uh, shirts. I got copyrighted because of a football, a, a, not any specific brand of football, just a football because it looks like another company's football, but we figured that out. We, we loopholed that. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, that's, that's all for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Please uh, give us a rating, like, subscribe, comment, follow. Um, this has been a very interesting show, but I'm glad that you're here with us. And go do something nice for someone. Bye. <laughs>